the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. We start hour number two of the Bruce Hooley Show with our weekly visit with Matt Mayer of OpportunityOhio.org. And you can follow Matt, and I highly suggest you do, on Twitter, at OhioMatt. He also writes the Patriot Mind Substack. Check it out. Matt's a business expert, a political expert, and I would say, too, a culture expert because mm, he's lived life. He's uh, gotten an education. He's paid for it himself, and that's a topic we'll get into today as we discuss student loan forgiveness. But let's start, first of all, Matt, with the local news of import. We have an agreement between the Columbus Education Association and the Board of Education. Got to be ratified by both, but we don't have any details. And for me, the agreement is uh, going to be revealed by the devil in the details. My presumption is this will be mostly a nice salary increase for the teachers. Do you think that's the case, or do you think that there are other concerns, which they always said were their top concerns, class size, air conditioning, things like that. Do you think that will prove to be their top concern? Uh, I, I, well, look, I think the union boss's top concern is class size, and that's because if you shrink class sizes, what does that mean, Bruce? More teachers! More more union due-paying teachers, yep. right? And that's all the union actually cares about. So I, I don't I don't want to say that their focus on class size is, is problematic, but look, you know, my sister teaches in Catholic schools, uh, in Columbus, and her class sizes are always bigger than Columbus Public Schools, and somehow, some way, she manages to teach those kids effectively. So, class size is a, is a is a shibboleth that the unions use to to get more teachers on the payroll. It's just about like, oh, we want you know art and PE in, in every school. Well, why? Yeah. More teachers, yeah. more union paying dues, right? Yeah. So, yeah. But fundamentally, it's always about money. I don't care what they say, and at the end of the day, the contracts typically mean. They teach no more than 185 days. They teach more than seven and a half hours a day. So, you know, you're talking about people who are making fairly good money, given how easy it is to get a teaching degree, which it's not an offense to teachers, but it is one of the easiest degrees to get out of college, like communication, like marketing. Education is, too. Mm -hmm. And so the supply of teachers, right, that easy to get the degree, that's very easy to do. Right. So it's, it's a supply demand problem. But for, for that, they make really good money on top of the pension that they get, which is gold plated. Right. In terms of the health benefits sure they get that are top notch. So, you know, look, if you think about it, and I'm sure you and your family talk about it, too. Gosh, in hindsight, I wish I would have gone into government my whole career uh, because I'd be making great money and then I'd have a huge, huge pension that it would, I'd live on for probably longer than I actually had to work which is what happens in, in many cases, right? So, yeah, it's, it's always about the money. I don't, I don't care what, what, you know, kid foil they want to wrap around it. Mm. It's about the money. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know, uh, PERS, Public Employee Retirement System, uh, we all wish we had that deal instead of Social Security because uh, you don't get uh, – you get your money back in that. You never get it back. 
in Social Security. We're talking about uh, we're talking with Matt Mayer of OpportunityOhio.org. He's on Twitter at Ohio Matt. So this to me is a two prong thing. We've got an agreement. Great. Now the board is going to need to come up with a levy. They retracted their levy that they were going to take to the ballot because they didn't know how expensive their bills would be to pay. Now they're going to know what their bills are to pay. And I don't think, and it's odd to me that, the, that well, of course, everything's slanted. The dispatch portrayed all these parents as, oh, they, they won't cross the virtual picket line. Matt, I think they're going to have a heck of a hard time passing a levy in this economy. And I don't think the majority of parents, none of whom would ever be interviewed, of course, by the dispatch or any of the local media, I don't think this strike was popular with parents. I think parents saw through the fact that, oh, it's for the kids, knowing that, yeah, well, the kids are great leverage, and so we're going to say it's about the kids. I think they're going to have a trouble passing a levy. What do you think? Um, you know, look, I, I wish I could. I wish I could say, yeah, you're right, Bruce. But uh, here's the problem, right? If it fails, and let's pretend the levy fails for the first time, then they start doing the emotional blackmail. Oh, well, it looks like we're going to have to take away, you know, football and yeah. take away sports and take away, you know, band, and we're gonna, we just don't have any money for this. It, it used that emotional blackmail, so it, even if it fails the first time, uh, it, it's going to pass the second time. That's why I stopped fighting levies, you know, ten years ago because I realized. You can't win uh, because they just use the emotional blackmail against the parents, and it eventually passes. But you know, when you go back to the Oprah's, don't we wish we all had it? Back when my Buckeye Institute days, you know, we didn't. Unfortunately, they took it off the Buckeye website because they, you know, got petty and wanted to have only stuff that the, that the new leadership put on, has put on. But we analyzed like, what if we had Oprah's for every Ohioan? And guess what? We'd be bankrupt as, as a state because you can't you can't afford it. And neither can Oprah's. Oprah's is underwater in terms of its its obligation, both health and pension, long term. They mask that, but you know, it, even so, what they promise they can't actually even do. If we were being, you know, using you know, you know, GAP standards for accounting purposes, generally accounting accepted principles or whatever GAP stands for. But yeah, they, they can't afford it either. So, so it, it, you know, it really is irresponsible to continue to make promises that thirty years from now won't be able to be paid, and you're going to have to hike taxes on on non-government worker Ohioans in order to cover all the pension obligations that the five pensions have been made to, to government workers across Ohio. Mm, that's a lovely look at the future. Matt Mayer's our guest. He's with OpportunityOhio.org, and he's on Twitter at OhioMatt. Okay, are you surprised that the Emerson and Trafalgar polls in the Ohio Senate race have J.D. Vance ahead, outside the margin of error, ahead of Tim Ryan, even though Ryan has inundated the airwaves with his... Uh, attempt to impersonate a Republican. He has vastly outspent Vance on TV commercials. Vance has one out there, kind of a get-to-know-me commercial. Trafalgar, Emerson say Vance already. Are you surprised? I'm not surprised. Look, Ohio is a red state, so I, I believe kind of the baseline is that, you know, Republican candidates will have a, a you know, four- to six-point lead kind of in a blank slate environment, right? So I'm not surprised by it. Um you know, I think if if JD can get on the air, uh, you know, I think that's a you know he'll 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 win comfortably. Uh, but look, Tim Ryan is 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 a good candidate in the same way Sherrod Brown is a good candidate, right? They've got that blue collar veneer, uh, despite the fact that they're you know Yale educated kind of stuff um, that they they spin really well, and you know they, they so they they have an appeal that's different than let's say a Marcy Captor uh, or Joyce Beatty. And so, so to me, when you think about that, like, you know, Brian's a good candidate, so he, he, he will, he will be tougher to beat than a normal Democrat, but fundamentally, I think JD's got, you know, in the driver's seat and assuming he doesn't mess it up too badly and get 
that's on the air and does an effective job that way, he, he should win. Now, I was surprised Ryan came out with a statement against student loan forgiveness because I'm in the mode that he never disagrees with Joe Are you Biden. Bruce? Joe, Are you now, now I'm not because you explain why it was could have been easily predicted that he would come out against it. Yeah, like, look, he has nothing to lose at this point because, you know, he doesn't have to worry about going to the House and making votes and all that stuff so he can be against Biden. Uh, you know, so he, he can do what he wants now to, to look like he doesn't, you know, support kind of reckless agenda stuff that's coming out of the progressive left Biden, you know, Schumer, Pelosi uh, triumvirate, right? Yeah, absolutely right. He has no uh, political cost to bear. And, you know, speaking of cost to bear, I just I, I hate this student loan forgiveness on a thousand different levels. I hate it. You know, the numbers are horrible for inflation, but I really hate it in what it says about our country uh, spitting on the sacrifice of World War II veterans who, uh, you know, were about sacrifice to preserve a country's values where a man's word meant something, let alone his signature on a contract to take out a loan. Yeah, look, first of all, this is going to this action is going to be declared unconstitutional ultimately. So it, this is just a pure political gambit. Uh, surprisingly announced in August to try to pick up the younger <laughs> folks to come out and vote uh, for, for Democrats in, in November. I mean, let, let's be clear, right? And they know it's going to be unconstitutional. And that's why then, what do you know, in 2024, they'll use the fact that it was declared unconstitutional, right, yeah. as a way to this kind of evil try to drive court. more votes. This evil court, yeah, exactly, that. That's exactly right. Now, look, the bigger issue is, you know, so let me get this right. You know, you're you're going to forgive loans of of folks who were are among the elite in America who got to go to college, some of those to very elite elite schools, and they're making $124,000 a year, which is a ton of money, frankly. But this gets back into something you, know, you and I have shaded on, right? Which is, you know, you look at these folks and they drive cars they shouldn't probably be driving because they want to be fancy. They live in apartments or houses that are too expensive. They, drive, they have fancy clothes. They're walking around with $1,000 iPhones. And we're going to forgive their loans. Why? While Main Street Joe and Jane Ohio, who who didn't go to college, who have made tough decisions, they're going to get stuck with a three hundred billion dollar bill to cover somebody else's loans that they should be able to pay off. I mean, I paid off my law school loans. Do I get some type of now check back for ten thousand? Because back at the time, I wasn't making that kind of money. Liz Warren says but no. I still paid off my loans. <laughs> Right. Yeah. No. I mean, it's just nuts. It's absolutely nuts. It's a it's a naked grab to buy votes. We all know exactly what it is, and uh, there are yeah, just uh, like just like the the increase in Social Security in September for for Social Security recipients, right? They're they're, they're going to get that extra check. Why? Well, because it's September and two months before an election. Yeah. I mean, bottom line, right? Yeah. Matt, I really love having you on. I appreciate your time today. And uh, people read his Substack, The Patriot Mind. Search it. Google it. Uh, duck, duck, go it, rather. The Patriot Mind on Substack. You find that. Follow Matt on Twitter at Ohio Matt and read the content. And you can re-listen to these interviews or share them with your friends via OpportunityOhio.org. Matt, as always, great to have you. Thanks so much for your time. Hey, thanks, Bruce. Matt is right, of course. This will be thrown out in the courts. There'll be a class action lawsuit over it. There should be. And it's just another example of the Biden administration doing what it knows to be unconstitutional. They did it with rent moratorium. They'll do it anytime they can do it because they're a lawless administration. If it's not overturned, think what this would mean for contract law in America. J.D. Vance weighed in on this last night on Tucker, and we'll play J.D.'s comments for you next on The Bruce Woolley Show.
So proof that your finances do not operate the way the federal government, at least the Biden administration, runs its finances is evident in the fact that this student loan cancellation issue uh, draws blank stares from the Biden administration when a simple question is asked. And that simple question is, how much is this going to cost? You would not go out and buy a new car, a new house, a new dishwasher, unless you knew what it was going to cost. And, you know, not just what it was going to cost, but how you were going to pay for it. What would be the ramifications of incurring that expense? So you would think, since we have been speculating about the cancellation of student death for more than weeks, in fact, months, you would think that the Biden administration deciding to cancel $10,000 of student debt and 20000 in the case of those who took out Pell Grants, you would think that they would certainly have buttoned up the answer to the question, how much is this going to cost? Uh, Susan Rice, the domestic policy advisor for Joe Biden, was asked this question yesterday. Uh, this is how that sounded. Will this cost? How much will Americans have to pay on this, this price tag overall? Well, that, that that remains to be determined, and it will be a function of what percentage of eligible borrowers actually take up this opportunity. $300 We'll see what when they take up the opportunity, we'll be able to give you uh, a much better sense but, but of that. I, at this point? I think it depends on the numbers. Like, it, you know, unfortunately, and I, we're here to encourage as many people to take it up as possible. If, if 43 million borrowers uh, take it up, uh, that'll be different than if 50% of those 43 million take it up. If, if it is 43 million, if I could just follow on, you know, if, if the full number of eligible uh, borrowers do take advantage of the program, what would the cost be? I, I, I can't give you that off the top of my head. Now, why would she not be able to give you that off the top of your head? Don't we all assess in our decision-making processes the maximum impact of something? Another way of phrasing it would be, well, what's the worst thing that could happen? This would not co- this will not cost me any more than X, right? I mean, that's, you know, I'm going to go buy a new car. We're going to figure out the budget. We're not going to spend any more than X. They don't do it that way. Now, why would she not have the very easy-to-calculate answer that if 43 million Americans took advantage of this at $10,000 or 20000 in the case of Pell Grants, why would she not have that number? She has that number. She doesn't want you to have that number. Because that number will create a bad impression among the voters. Holy cow! You're adding this astronomical number to our national debt. You have no way you're going to pay for this. You promised, by the way, when you took office that every program would be paid for. Even one of Obama's economic advisors yesterday referred to this cancellation of student death as throwing gasoline on the inflationary fire. And he said it breaks a campaign promise to pay for everything, or at least to lie about how you're going to pay it for everything, like they did with the Inflation Reduction Act, before you pass it. She certainly can give you the number. And uh, by the way, the dodge of, well, we're going to have to see how many people uh, take us up on this. Now, I will invite you to engage in a little experiment right now that will, you know, be of a great benefit to a stooge like Susan Rice, who can't tell how many people will take advantage of having $10,000 of their student loan debt 
wiped away. She's not sure how many people will take her up on it. Maybe a lot of people say, ah, no thanks. Here's the experiment. I'd like you to open your wallet or your purse, look in there, see how many, see how many dollar bills you have of any denomination. Ones, fives, tens, twenties, fifties, hundreds. How many you have? And treat every bill as a separate entity. Now, got them in your hand, walk out on the street, out where there are other people, hold them up and say, hey, would anybody here like a free dollar bill? Free, no obligation. Just Would anyone like one? Whatever denomination you want, just, just pick one. After, I don't know, the same number of minutes pass as dollar bills in your hand, or the same number of people are asked the question as dollar bills in your hand, how many dollar bills do you think you have left in your hand? You have zero left in your hand. Because everybody will take what is free to them with no obligation in return. Everyone. So it is not as blatant a form of lying as this administration is capable of and regularly engages in, but it is a form of lying to act like they have no idea how many people will take them up on this. Now, Susan Rice is not the only person lying for the administration. This was a common, you think, well, you know, Susan Rice was stupid enough, Bruce, to think that the raid on... uh, the U.S. Embassy in Benghazi was caused by a video. I mean, she'll, she'll, you can't expect her to know the answer to a self-evident question. Give me another one of the deep thinkers in the Biden administration. All right, how about Education Secretary Miguel Cardonis? You would think he'd know, right? He'd know how much this is going to cost. Miguel Cardonis went on CNN, and he was asked, how much is this going to cost? John Brennan of CNN, he's working really hard to keep his job at CNN. <laughs> Acting like, almost for a second here, a real journalist. How much does this cost? You know, the projections are still uh, coming out depending on how many people uh, take advantage of it. But let me remind folks. What's the range, Mr. Secretary? What's the the range of of possibilities? I'm out of patience with you, Cardonis. Well, like I said, um, those projections (laughs) are still coming out. Oh, those projections are still coming out. We're still working on those. Wow. I mean, maybe we should ask Joe Biden what it's going to cost. Joe Biden. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. What's uh, what's this going to cost? I'm, um, hang on. Uh, sorry. <laughs> okay. True confession. That wasn't yesterday. That's just one of my uh, favorite Joe Biden uh, cuts. And in response to Joe Biden canceling student death, uh, student debt. Why do I keep saying student death? Student debt. It's the death of, you know, morality and honesty in our country. In response to Biden canceling student debt, Senator Tom Cotton has given me another comment that I guarantee you will become one of my favorites. Of all the dumb things Joe Biden has done, this may be the dumbest yet. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Does Tom Cotton know how many things that could apply to? (laughs) I think he does. I think he does. I think he knows. Oh, I broke my promise to you. I told you I'd play J.D. Vance's response to this cancellation of student debt. I promise. First thing, first thing after this little pause, I will play what J.D. Vance had to say about Joe Biden buying votes. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.